welcome to episode 106 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going man uh all right got a lot of prep work done <laughs> we already need to do this all right we're we're gonna dive right in because as everyone's probably guessed it is time for war of the spark uh our set review and we're gonna do something completely different this time because we started going through everything and there's a lot of crap we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. There it's not you know, we we have categories like before, but they're a little looser in their description. Mm-hmm. We don't have as many as we had before. And yeah. Or we don't have as many categories. We have way yeah. more cards. Yes, we do. We we do. So so really quick before we get in, let's just hit over the mechanics that they're putting into the set here. Um, so uh, first off, as everyone probably guessed, this is a Planeswalker set because they've been advertising as such. Um, and they're doing a Planeswalker in every pack. So we got uncommon Planeswalkers even, too. I personally still protest against that, but I get it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Also, Planeswalkers with static abilities. Which, I actually, I really like. It adds, uh... Planeswalkers with static abilities adds a whole new de- dimension to Planeswalkers outside of them just being, uh, once a turn, a really powerful effect, right? Yeah. Like, I like the thought of them also having, like... Because the entire premise behind a Planeswalker is you summon them there to be your ally in the fight. And it's nice that they... They do something other than just exist while they're standing there being like, sup, homie. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've never looked at it like that. I like the tension between the um, uh, using the abilities and stuff, trying to keep that um, static ability around and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, it, that's, I think that's really cool. But, um, Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be cool. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But um, so we have a returning mechanic too. We have proliferate. Unfortunately, which... not accompanied by infect. Unfortunately, Watsi doesn't like me. As you do. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> like <laughs> the, that was a pretty divisive mechanic from people, but. I mean, there's like 10% of the world who love it, and the other 90% that want to burn down Watsy because of the thought of it, so... Yeah, pretty much. It's, you know... makes people sad. The needs of the many. John, it's only in that format you lose at 20 health. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, and then, so, our new mechanic in this set is a mass. Yes. This one is complicated. Kind of. In a way. Yep. Um, the way a mass works is if you don't control an army creature token, you create a 0 0 zombie army creature token, and then you put X counters on it where it's a mass X. So if you already have a token, you're only making said token bigger, but if you don't have a token, it will guarantee you get a token. Yeah. If that if that little word salad makes sense. Yeah, this this mechanic is interesting. Like just how how that will play out with other 
cards and stuff. It's kind of just like stapling a body onto effects. Yeah. Sometimes. I will say I misread it the first time I I read it. I thought it said, I thought it gave you the option between going wide or going big. Yeah. It most definitely does not do that. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but it is definitely an interesting thing. Yeah. I think it's better that they did not give you the choice, actually. Just. Otherwise, I think you can attack from too many dimensions with one with one function. Yeah, which gets a little wonky, so. But so that was the quick, the quick and dirty of the mechanics. Um, Also, technically, it's a mechanic that hybrid man is returning, but not really. Okay, yeah, okay. They have hybrid mana. Yeah, Uh, in Watsi's own news brief, they did specify hybrid mana. So, yeah, colored artifacts too. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. Why don't we just dive into the fifty cards we have to talk about, or whatever it is? But so, uh, John, should we start off because? These guys always kind of get to start off because they're colorless. Yeah, they're colorless non-artifacts. Uh, so for those who, just to kind of give people a, like a view into what we're doing, this first section okay. is going to be mechanical re- relevant cards. Usually that's our way of saying they're going to, they have constructed applications. Yeah, they, we, we think they may be good in constructed or they're obviously going to be good somewhere they're, they're, the function of the card is going to do something. Yeah. Like, um, I suppose we should break down all of our categories, but... Oh, we could, yeah. So yeah. our first category is mechanical relevance. Our second is story slash flavor. And uh, this is just anything we find interesting with the story yeah. flavor, basically. Yeah, flavor text, art, what the card represents, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a miscellaneous category for stuff that we didn't quite know where to put it <laughs> it either crossed the lines a lot or was like not good enough for one but we still wanted to talk about it so we just needed to talk about it yeah and the final category is what <laughs> it's based fletcher referred to it as home runs yeah i i because i did all the work for writing these notes sorry i yeah. did 90 percent of the work for writing these notes i think i said this phrase and then you just used it but yeah fletcher fletcher made the mistake of uttering the phrase 10 out of 10 woodcard again basically these are like our personal favorite cards on the set the cards that we think are just very very good as what they are like everything, everything about the card together. is just yeah. yeah everything about the card is sweet so yeah. And we, we don't have a lot of them, but um, yep. uh, there is a considerable amount this set, honestly. Yeah, so. so. All right, so let's dive into and to our mechanically relevant cards here. Hi. So um, we got we got the robot. We got Karn. Yeah. What's he doing this time around? We have the, the, the Karn father, the Karn daddy. Karn the Great Creator. Four colorless for a legendary Planeswalker Karn with five loyalty. Static ability. Activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated. Dear Lordy. That is a null null rod. That is a (laughs) one-sided null rod. Plus one. Uh, Until your next turn, up to one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness each equal to its converted mana cost. Uh, For those who don't know, this is actually the one mana activated ability of Karn Silver Golem, his original printing. Hmm. Uh... Which is part of an infinite combo in in for that card. So which means this is technically now also a part of that combo. And then he is minus two. 
You may choose an artifact card you own from outside the game or in exile. Reveal that card and put it into your hand. Hmm. This card is also really sweet. Hmm. Uh, his minus two can get any card or can get cards exiled by either of the other cards. Hmm. It has to be one you own, obviously, and has to be an artifact. So there are limitations on it, but it is cool that he can get the ones exiled under silver counters. Or if you happen to randomly tick up the Tarn Liberated on yourself, he can grab those also. Hmm. This card is immediately going in my Karn EDH deck because finally I have a way of rebuying back my exiled artifacts <laughs> after people cast Merciless Eviction on me. And in general, he's just a sweet card. It's going to be really sad when I am uh, exiled that and then Merciless Eviction. That's fine. It happens. That's fine. It happens. I just need to sandbag it the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> okay. But, I mean... He seems good. Yeah, this, he seems legit sweet. I don't think he's going to be a player in standard, and I'm okay yeah. with that. That's probably better for us. Honestly, the one-sided null rod effect could go all the way back to vintage. I don't know because he himself is not an artifact, so he's not. You can't really speed him out with a Mishra's workshop, but obviously yeah. you can speed him out with power. So yeah, I mean, like you can still theoretically turn one in. <laughs> also, that. That is a ridiculous uh, static ability in Commander. Yes. Cause Shut down your rocks. Yeah. All your opponent's rocks don't work. Take that. Seems powerful. I'm a fan. Yeah. So I'm a big All fan right. of Karn the Great Creator. Yeah. All right. So our next colorless card is Ugin the Ineffable. So... I suppose since these are all mechanical, we'll have to read them. Yep. <laughs> but uh, six mana planeswalker, four loyalty. Uh, static ability of colorless spells you cast cost two less to cast. Uh, plus one, exile the top card of your library face down and look at it. Uh, create a two-two colorless spirit creature token. When this token leaves, uh, when that token leaves the battlefield, put the exile card into your hand. On uh, destroy target, and it's his minus three is destroy target permanent. That's one or more colors. So seems, seems strong. <laughs> this card is it feels really expensive for what it does. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, so here's the thing. Ugin is like my second the original Ugin is like my second favorite planeswalker of all time. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I have a very high bar for Ugin, and this mm -hmm. does not quite reach that bar, but it's good for different reasons. Um, I do really, like, the color spells you cast cost two less to cast. I don't know how relevant that is, because he himself already costs six mana, which yeah, is a right? ridiculously like... high mana cost. But it's still a mana reduction effect, which could be huge. I love how the plus one forces you to look at the card you exile face down, but it doesn't tell you you can look at it at any time. I don't know if you're allowed to look at it again after you put it face down. <laughs> I legit don't know. I need to see a card. I, I, I need to check the release notes on this one. Now, yeah, like but... I legit. That is a legit important thing because it's it it oh and it forces God. you to look at it the first time. <laughs> but like I I love how he effectively protects himself and gives you card advantage with the plus one. I really like that. That's really cool. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the the minus three destroy target permanent. That's one of our colors. It's a mini version of his old minus X, which once again I really like it. It's like a six mana pseudo uh, maelstrom pulse, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's ridiculously powerful, but I definitely think he is powerful. And I don't know. I don't know where he fits. Once again, he's going in my Karn EDH deck because because yeah, <laughs> yeah, seems right. solid. Spell, spells you cast cost two less to cast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, release notes confirm that you um, uh, you may look at it again at any time you wish. Okay. But if another player gains control of the spirit token, that player can't look at the exiled card. <laughs> I suppose because you look at it once and then it is technically known information for you. Yeah, so you can keep looking at it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have, we have answered all the hard questions now. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so Ugin's cool. We know that. Ugin is sweet. Alright, so we have three cycles now that we want to talk about really quick. Um, which is probably like the three cycles in the set. Um, so we're going to talk about the finale cycle really quick here. Um, and we'll just read off the ones that we are, we really want to talk about. But it's a um, uh, finale of devastation, eternity, glory, promise, and uh, revelation. So, uh, John, which one did you want to talk about? So, <laughs> first one, I just want to I want to point out a single word: infinite of glory, <laughs> finale of glory. The word also is written on that. Yes. <laughs> I read that card the first time and I was like, oh, this seems really good. You know, you get to make a bunch of two twos or you get to make a bunch of four fours. And then I'm like, oh, no, if yeah. you cast it for that, you get to make a bunch of two twos and a bunch of four fours. <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically, so, so... if you cast it for 10 mana, your opponent dies. Like, <laughs> they better. Yeah. Like you untap after casting that and it's like GG. Yeah, so that card is interesting. It says other on it. Yep. Uh, finale of Revelation. Kind of a weird card. It's just a draw spell. Yeah, it's sorcery speed. Sure, whatever. You get to untap some land, so that's cool. Yeah. And you have no maximum hand size, so. Um, finale of Eternity. I like this. <laughs> oh, for those who don't know. All of these cards are plays off of the um, moments or whatever it's hour. Yeah, the, the hours hour during yeah. Amonkhet. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, so finale of eternity is destroy up to three target creatures with toughness X or less. If X yeah. is ten or more, return all creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh. So it's a twelve mana, one sided. Rise of the Dark Realms. Yeah, sure. Okay, that also killed your the three best creatures in play. Yep, I like it. Finale of Promise. I have had to tell so many people that that is not Nicol Bolas. That is Niv Mizzet. That is Niv Mizzet rising as a demigod. Uh... And a lot of people are super super high on this card. For like mono red phoenix and stuff, really, which is weird. I don't really get why. Card's fine, whatever. Okay. All 
All right, what's your what's the one you're you're most looking forward to here? <laughs> All right, this card might legit be a powerhouse. Okay. Finale of Devastation. X green green sorcery. Search your library and or graveyard for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. If X is 10 or more, creatures you control get plus X plus X and gain haste until they turn. Yeah. So... This card is... This card is a sorcery speed, one mana, ch- mana cheaper, no convoke court of calling. Yep. Or it's a one mana more green sun zenith. Both of which are ridiculously powerful cards. Yeah. And this one just happens to give plus X plus S, X yeah. and haste if you it cast just it for an... a bajillion mana. Yeah, it just has an overrun on the end if you need it. Like, <laughs> I'm a real big fan of tutor cards. More so than is reasonable. I don't know if this card is good enough, but I like it. <laughs> I mean, also, it, it has potential for sure, right? Like, yeah. Also, that's something a goddamn feathered dinosaur into the middle of Ravnica. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I mean, anytime you see one of the one of these effects where it's like search your library put it onto the battlefield like you have to at least raise an eyebrow exactly that's just it's another one of those things that mm-hmm. even if it only sees fringe play it's a it's a tutor card yes yeah. going to someone is going to play it yeah and like sure that if if x is 10 or more like is flavor text almost most of the time but like there's games where like that is just the death blow like, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, I don't know if there's like a, you know, a ramp thing or anything like that where you could do something with it, but yeah. I mean, you you don't even need to do it for ten or more, but yeah, and raise four runners in the format. Yeah, you could just dig him out. That is a big bore. Yeah, doing some big mana stuff. Yep, yeah. he boring around. He's showing us how it done. But... He bores. He bores. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that one's cool. Like, honestly, I like the black one better because that's just me. But I I'm, think, yeah. The art kind of bothers me on that one. Fair enough. It it just looks off somehow. I think it looks like Bolus yeah. is almost like picking his nose. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I don't disagree, uh, but... All right. Yeah. So speaking of art being off, we'll go on <laughs> to our next cycle, <laughs> which, uh, so I was just going to talk about the triumph cycle really quick here. Yeah. Um, so they're Chandra's triumph, Gideon's triumph, Jace's triumph, Lina's triumph, Nessa's triumph. Okay. Yep. The OG Gatewatch's triumphs. Um, yep. All of them who had defeats in Amonkhet now have triumphs in War of the Spark. Yep. So, um, and they all are the function of do something. If you control a planeswalker of that type, do something better. So um, Chandra's is deal three damage to our creature, planeswalker, an opponent control, or five if you have it. Gideon's is target opponent, sacrifice, attack, and blocking creature. Two if you have control of Gideon. Nissa's does 
crap with lands. I don't care about Jace's draws two or three cards. Liliana's is one in a black instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. If you control a Liliana Planeswalker, each opponent also discards a card. This those card, following along this at card home. is good. <laughs> That's Diabolic Edict. That is that is a strictly better Diabolic Edict. Which was already not legal in modern. Yes. And and is good and is yes, is good. <laughs> so that's a thing. Yep. The unfortunate thing is is that there's promo art for this, and I'm probably not gonna be able to get a full set of them. And I want them really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, and it's really, really good art too. <laughs> it is really good art and as opposed uh, to all of the triumph arts are horrible. Just look odd. Oh my god. Like Gideon's is hands down the worst. Yeah. Cause he looks like a creepo stalker. Yes. Jace's is eh. Liliana's is okay. I don't like the gods in the background. Neither do I. Uh shout out to Chandra's art for people being like, oh my god, Chandra's murdering Dovin. Uh Morrow has came out and said he's being restrained by the flaming manacles, not killed by them. Okay. This is Triumph, actually. It probably has the best art out of all of them, if we're being honest. I won't be honest. Because she, she doesn't look like she's like staring in through your window, contemplating eating you. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, I, Obviously, saying... the best art is the, is the promo version of Liliana's Triumph, which is also the best card, but... Man, I don't know. I all I know is I need to get a set of the promo Liliana's Triumphs because those SOBs is going in my in my um, uh, legacy decks that run Diabolic Edict, which is unfortunate because the new Diabolic Edict art it, it was really sweet. Yeah, I will do my best, but my playset comes before your playset. That is perfectly fine. I'm sure you'll be able <laughs> to find eight of these. Otherwise, I will buy them for whatever the price is. <laughs> but. okay um so let's get on to the last cycle here um and or the last cycle for this section i guess but um yeah so this is the god cycle yay more gods more gods so four of them are the eternalized version of the the gods that got yep. destroyed in Amonkhet. Yep, that got smacked around. And then the, the other one is a giant boar. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Honestly, these cards have so much text on them that I it took me forever to even like get up the courage to read them. <laughs> but That's um, fair. Like the the most important thing about the gods is the white god Aketra makes a black zombie with vigilance. Yep. Because reasons. Because reasons. Valid reasons, but because yeah. reasons. Um, uh, let's see here. Skipping. God Eternal Kefna is sweet. That's all I'm going to say about him. God Eternal Bontu is boring. Yeah. But you probably like her. Eh. Uh, Ilharg the Raise Boar is also kind of sweet, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's a boar intel. <laughs> uh, I mean, get it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, God Eternal Ronus is okay. Whatever, does things. 
Um, yeah, that's yep. that's the cycle that's of the gods. Um, they and so all the gods have the ability of when they die or are put into exile from the battlefield, um, you put them into their your owner's library third from the top. Yeah. So, so for those following along, for those following along at home, that basically says if you don't counter them, you're never getting rid of them. Fun fact: in response to the trigger of them going to the uh, library, you can exile them, and they will permanently exile. Can you? Yep. Because it's exile from the battlefield. Ah. And they become a new object, so. Oh, because it's not when it, yep. it's not it's not if it's not a replacement effect. Yep. it's a when. Yep. All right, that's fair. It's, it's actually a trigger, so yeah. yeah. So you can get rid of them that way, but good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the more you know, Rainbow. Got to play that graveyard, hate you. Yep. Hey, one of my decks would be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. The all gods, right. all of them are sweet in their own little ways. But yeah, I will admit it took me way longer than it should have to figure out. I'm like, why? Why is the raise boar exist? I don't get it. Like you got all these. I'm like, oh, Hazard isn't dead. Yeah, they needed to complete the cycle, so yep. they had the raise boar. But some people are kind of like eh, about that. But whatever. Or do they expect Hazard to just like walk through the fucking portal along with all the Eternals? Uh, apparently, I don't know what people <laughs> expect. Yeah. All right. That. Should we get on to another individual card? Yes. All right. So our next um, uh, card, the mechanical card we're looking at is Atomic Distinguished Advocist. Uh, two, three, human, legendary creature, human advisor for white, white, flying, random, uh, lands on the battlefield and land cards in your in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. Your opponents can't play land cards from your from graveyards. This is a very specific hate card. <laughs> so a few things about this card. One, did you know that this guy was the eyes and ears of Tessa when she was locked in the tower? Did not. Now you do. He is her advocate. Oh, okay. Two, why does he have flying? Thank you. <laughs> He's a human advisor. Ew. Looks like he might have a glider, maybe, or something in back. I've read why this card have... multiple times and just realized he had flying, by the way. Like, why, why does he have flying? Yep. Okay. Why is he a 2 3? <laughs> I mean, he should, who knows? Like, Maybe they just had to give him a little something or whatever. And the shit is up with the man. It's really unfortunate that lands is a kind of bad matchup for death and taxes. <laughs> Better print a card. Yep. <laughs> like, Here we go. Oh, actually, sorry. I I think I just realized why he's a two three. Uh-huh. You can't tutor him up with Recruiter of the Guard because he has three toughness. Okay. I don't know if that was intentional, but it's noteworthy. Okay. 
I'm pretty certain at this point that if you knew exactly what you were playing against, you can now build like the perfect to the death and taxes deck. Probably. That just locks anyone out. Like just play the exact hate bear right when you need it, basically. Yeah. You just, there's the 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 only quotations problem is there's just so many hay bears that hate on so many ridiculously specific things that it's like what do you play? Yeah. So yeah, Tomic, distinguished advocate. Also, why is he white? White when he works for Tesa. I uh, mean. I guess just because you work for someone doesn't mean you need to be their colors. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, also, yeah. like, the Orzov is the, you know, white-aligned, like, it's yeah. <laughs> not, like, way yeah. out there. No. But All right, it's, it probably gets, okay. it's fine. Okay. This card's weird, though. Yeah, it is really weird. That's kind of why we brought it up. But, I mean, it's, like, it's going to be one of those, like, super-specific sideboard hate cards. Yeah. All right, first reprint. Augur of Bolas. This might actually be the only reprint. No, it's, it's, we have two reprints no, there's a, on Oh, list. yeah, we have a couple reprints on our list. I'm like, there's a bunch of All reprints right. in this set, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Continuing. Um, I love this card in M13. Huh. I'm just going to say that. There. Yep. Like, this card is sweet. It'll probably be good here. You gonna tell anyone what it does? Or oh, they should already know because it's a reprint. Should they? It's, I'm just being a dick now. Um, <laughs> it's one in a blue for a one-three Merfolk Wizard. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal an instant sorcery from among them. Put it in your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Uh, that is not what it does, sir. Didn't I just read that? That is not what it does. What does it do? Augur of Bolas is, when it enters the battlefield, look at the bottom three cards of your library and put them in any order. <laughs> okay. Okay. For those who don't know, it's a common meme joke of, of, about Augur of Bolas that it always whiffs. Oh, okay. Cute. It doesn't actually always whiff. <laughs> Cute. Okay. Yeah. All right. This card legit is probably going to see plain standard. Probably. Like, this card is legit good. Yeah, a 1-3 body is very relevant. Yep. Drawing a, a relevant card is very relevant. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, shocking, I know. Like, a lot about this card is sweet. It's kind of a combo with a board wipe that's printed that, like, returns a creature you control to your hand. Yeah. So you can, like, stall and then bounce it back, board wipe your opponent, and then play it the next turn and, like, draw a counterspell or some shit, which is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm not a fan of the art. No. I like the original more. Yeah, I'll agree in this case. I just don't like the armor. The armor looks really bulky on yeah. him. Yeah, I like the orb thing, but... Yeah, the orb thing is sweet, but... <laughs> yeah. Augur of Bolas is awesome. Sweet reprint, glad, there's... glad it's getting printed more. Except the fact that you're going to whiff. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. 60% of the time, every time. Um, okay, what do we got next? All right. Uh, next up, commence the end game. Orcolus blue blue instant. This spell cannot be countered. For that matter, draw two cards. <laughs> <laughs> draw two cards and then a mass X, where X is the number of cards in your hand. <laughs> so this card is 
interesting i think the best reference i've heard someone refer to it as as like it's a one it's a single card version of torrential gear hulk flashing back a card draw spell hmm. okay which is pretty kind of accurate yeah it's like when i first read this card i'm like well this card's kind of dumb it only draws you two cards yeah but i feel like a mass is probably more powerful than i realize i think so and even if this is like a mass even if you only amass like four like drawing two cards and getting a four four at instant speed that can't be countered that means kind of a big deal you could do a hell of a lot worse yeah, I mean, it's super. Even at the low end, you're you're drawing two cards and getting a two two, which is not the worst thing in the world. No, especially at instant speed. Yeah, like it's it's below rate. It is below but rate. It's yes, fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually is even below rate at that point. It's a one mana extra, can't be countered, Mull Drifter. Without flying, obviously. It's still interesting. You know, okay, though. I mean, like it's not that far off rate then, I guess, but. No, it's close. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I will not be surprised if this card sees play. There are cur- certain cards in this set that I see, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to ever play Control Mirrors ever again. So. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'm ever going to get to that point. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. I think that's all of our blue cards. Uh, that is all of the blue cards, yes. Okay. Well, let's get cooking to the next one. Uh, All right. Dreadhorde Invasion, right? Zombie Blossom. Zombie Blossom. One in a black enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and amass one. Whenever a zombie token you control with power six or greater attacks, it gains lifelink until end of turn. <laughs> okay. Cute. So, so... Bitter Blossom was a ridiculously powerful card. Yep. Bitter Blossom was also tribal. Yep. As in, had the subtype tribal. Yep. Sorry, the super type tribal, the subtype of fairy. Uh, it, it was not a super type; it was a type. Uh, just type. Yep. Sorry. I thought enchantments in that are considered super types. No, enchantments a type. Okay. Super type is like Either legendary. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess makes sense. beat you with some rules. <laughs> That's fine. I I accept this as as reality. Yeah. Either way, it was tribal, and as a result, it can get protected by stuff like Scion of Una, which then gave it hex or shroud and ridiculous things like that. Yep. It also made flyers, and this does not make flyers. It also went wide, and this only goes big. Mm-hmm. This card is far from Bitter Blossom. But I don't think it's unplayable by that metric. It's Bitter Blossom was ridiculously pushed and still sees some play in modern. You don't need to be as powerful as Bitter Blossom to be good enough in standard. No. This card could still just be good. Like, there, I mean, it's there, is, there is something to be said for just getting out of range of some 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 spells. There is. Like this card is makes you very resilient to board wipes, because yep. on your next turn you make a one one, and then the turn after that it attacks as a two two. Yep. Like that is a thing against control decks. Yep. They do have to deal with it eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it, it's one of those cards that you look at and you're like, 
maybe like <laughs> yeah i would not be surprised if this card sees play i'm probably going to try and pick up a playset of them myself because this is the like this is the type of card that i'm like if this sees play i'm gonna want to have a playset of it yep like i have seen like a mass-based list that play cards like this i don't know if they're good but they <laughs> might be we'll find out right yeah but yeah i'm i'm kind of on it seems fine I'm a fan. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Liliana Dreadhorde General. Yes, please. She should have probably been in our 10 of 10 list, but whatever. She's a 10 to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, four black black for a legendary planeswalker, Liliana. Six loyalty. Static ability of whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. Boom, sign me up. Don't care what the other text says. Woof. <laughs> right? Like, holy shit. Um, plus one, create a 2-2 two, two zombie creature token. Uh, minus four, each player sacrifices two creatures. Uh, minus nine, each opponent chooses a permanent they control of each permanent type and sacrifices the rest. Woof. Woof. Yeah, buddy. Everything about this card is ridiculous. Yeah. God damn. Like, I read her and I think the Vraska Pirate Captain, whatever her name is. Yeah. Right? Because she's a four mana planeswalker that comes down with six loyalty and ticks up to make a relevant blocker. Uh, That Vraska made two twos with Menace. This one does not, but this one makes them with a more relevant creature type. And has the static ability of drawing a card. Yeah, when you chump block with your dumb zombies, guess what? They draw you a card. <laughs> and it doesn't cost you life, which is uh, normally a thing that yeah. happens in black. Yes, and it's also not non-token creature, which you do see a lot also. Yeah. Uh, that Vraska had a minus three destroy target artifact creature or enchantments. Yep. Get a treasure. This one has a minus four. Of each player sacrifices two creatures. For those who don't know, unless I'm remembering the card wrong, that's a Barter and Blood. Yep. Barter and Blood is a ridiculously powerful card if you build your deck around it. <laughs> it's probably a ridiculously I'm... powerful card if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm probably okay sacrificing my two Llanowar Elves for my opponent's creatures, yeah. right? And, and you know what then I'm doing? Right. Drawing two effing cards. like <laughs> Yeah. That's that's pretty solid. And that, that ultimate is literally Cataclysm. <laughs> yep. It's really hard to win after you get one-sided Cataclysmed. Yeah, a one-sided Cataclysm. Take yeah. that. Like, yeah. oh my god. This card is pushed... And ridiculously awesome. I just really love playing Liliana Planeswalkers, if people haven't noticed. Uh, me too. Like, I love I, A lot of my magic playing success has involved playing Liliana Planeswalkers. <laughs> I played Liliana Heretical Healer in Aristocrats. Oh god, that card is I played so great. Lily the Last Hope. I dabbled in um, Liliana Death's Majesty in Green Black Constrictor. Lily just makes good good Walker. Yes, I oh man, I love this card. Like it's 
I, the thing that disappoints me so much is that I'm going to want to get a copy of this card and I am going to have a tough time at it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Unless you crack it, yeah. it's going to be a tough time. Yeah, I know. And that's like, if that's the problem I have, then this card's probably pretty solid. So, Yeah. <laughs> this card is awesome. Uh, I want to play it. I have deck ideas for it. <laughs> nah, yeah, I just want to throw it in my dumb jank piles and stuff. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything about this card is gas. Everything. Oh, Lily, I love you. Also, there's, it's not it's not something that happens very often, but it's occasional thought that I have. Like, man, I wish some Planeswalkers had flavor text. I wish this Planeswalker had flavor text. I agree. Because that would be sweet. Yeah. Okay. Enough, enough ogling over that. Why don't you um, uh, read our first red card? All right. This one is a spicy biscuit. And for those who don't know, the reason why I'm reading it is because it's a wall of text. Yeah, and I just zone out partway through. All right. Dreadhorde Arcanist. Colas in a red for a 1-3 creature zombie wizard. He has trample. Because trample is important on your your one threes. Mm-hmm. Whenever Dreadhorde Arcanist attacks, you may cast target instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost less than or equal to Dreadhorde Arcanist's power from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, fun fact. This is kind of part of a one-shot combo. Okay. Where you go turn three um, Colossus, your Dreadhorde Arcanists. Okay. Attack for five. Colossus, your Dreadhorde Arcanists. Your opponent takes nine. And then you thud. <laughs> 18 damage on turn three. Oh, God. I don't know if that's good enough. Probably not, but it's hilarious, if nothing else. It is utterly hilarious. <laughs> God damn it. Someone is going to make thud happen. Yeah. I don't know who, but someone. Okay. So is this card good outside of that? I it casts you spells for free. How could it not be? Fair enough. Okay. Like obviously like it's it's at its best when you use pump spells with it. Yep. Because most pump spells pump for more than their mana cost. So you just get like you get two for one of your pump spells, right? Yep. Like um Defiance Strike Attack Defiance Strike. You're attacking with a 3 3 first strike trample that drew you two cards on turn three. Like getting tingly here. uh, (laughs) I don't know know about you, but I'm feeling a little something below the belt line on that thought. (laughs) That is that is something there. I don't know if it's good enough, but there we might have the critical mass of two drops. And I know we got a good three drop. Yep. There might be something. The question now is the pump spells and the protection spells. Yep. We'll have to see what happens. Okay. 
Why don't we um uh, we'll move along here so we don't straight too long. Right along. Our only red of... card. We'll move on to I think our only green our only green card. Yeah, uh, the only green card. Yep, Paradise Druid. One in a green. Two one Elf Druid. Paradise Druid has hexproof as long as it's untapped, and tap add one mana of any color. Card's legit. Card's an interesting mana dork. So I really like the hexproof as long as it's untapped clause. Yeah, that's a, that's, a like that's a cool design. Like, so we had Sylvan Carrioted. Yes. <laughs> which was really really good in its format, but having three toughness mattered a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the annoying piece. That was the really obnoxious part. But having hexproof also mattered a lot. Yeah. This has that. It's a universal mana fixer. And it's not a dead draw against control because it can attack for a relevant amount of damage. Yeah, it is a 2-1. It does bang. Like, that is a relevant thing. Uh, a lot of people are super excited about this card for modern Jeskai Ascendancy because people want to make bad decks playable again. <laughs> decks bad. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know. I like, uh... like the card's uncommon. And I feel like that implies that it's not as powerful as Sylvan Carrier was. But it's still, you you see a hexproof mana dork you, that is a universal fixer. You gotta kind of give it the side eye, Yeah, right? Yeah, I think you really have to look look at it at least somewhat. But. No. Alright. John, hit up the gold cards. Alright. Angrath's Rampage by Fire Be Purged. <laughs> Uh, yes, I understand. It's a well reference. I know. Uh, black, red, sorcery. Choose one. Target player sacrifices an artifact. Target player sacrifices a creature. Target player sacrifices a planeswalker. Like, this just has to be good, right? Like, this card is super interesting because, for one, you don't see edicts for planeswalkers ever. Yeah. You don't see edicts for artifacts often. And you even and, rarely see ones where you get to choose. Yeah. Like, the fact that this lets you pick, like, you know, you set, edicts in standard usually are not that good. Yeah. Like, you have to have something else going on to make them powerful. But I believe it was To the Slaughter, which had allowed you to have your opponent sacrifice a creature or a planeswalker. And if it had Delirium, they had to sack one of each. Yeah. That was very, very relevant. Being able to, like, that was a two for one, obviously, but being able to make your opponent sack planeswalkers was a very, very relevant thing in that standard. Mm -hmm. This does that, and I think that's going to matter a lot. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of a scary artifact. Well, actually, I can think of a very, very, very scary artifact that we have coming. (laughs) (laughs) But, um,. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I can't think of many artifacts that you'd want to edict. Yeah, but, but having the option is still nice. Having the option is super nice. And I mean, worst comes to worst, you make your opponent sack their Llanowar Elf. Yeah. Like, I I'd, I'd do if I'm on the play, I'd do that on turn two. Yeah, and you get to pick. That's the nice thing. Like yeah. card's good. So Alright. Card's sweet. Yeah, card's sweet. So next up on our list of modal spells here, uh, Casualties of War. Two black, black, green, green, that mana cost you. Uh, sorcery, choose one or more. Destroy target artifact, destroy target creature, destroy target enchantment, destroy target land, destroy target planeswalker. 
decimate called. Yep. It wants to know why you made it irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like. <laughs> so this is the question I heard brought up for this card. Mm-hmm. What is the fewest number of things that this needs to blow up before you feel like you got your money's worth? Uh, I think I'm on two. Depends on like, what I'm destroying. <laughs> if I blow up my opponent's planeswalker and like their flipped ass Kanta, I'm probably feeling really good. Yeah. If I'm blowing up their planeswalker and one of their random dual lands, I'm probably feeling okay. Yeah. Like, like obviously, like three is like the end goal, right? Yeah. If you hit three, you, you've done it. Yeah. Like if you hit if all you... five, you just unlock an achievement. Like, if you hit all five, you were playing commander. So. Yeah, that, yeah, this is true. <laughs> That's what happened there. But, like for standard wise, it's kind of like I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, this card's crazy, and the templating on it is crazy too. Like the templating's fine, but it's just like wild. I don't know. I like it's this sweet. Card. Yeah, it's sweet. I'm a fan. All right, why don't you take the next one here? Because right. next this is, up, this is one for you. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is going to be a soapbox car. That's what this thing is going to be. Okay. Dovin's Veto. White, blue, instant. This spell can't be countered. Counter target non-creature spell. This card is not good enough for a legacy. <laughs> like, that's I don't an care insane what you thought. say. I don't even care why. It, yeah, like... It costs a mana if... to cast. It is not good enough for legacy. Like... <laughs> Actual factual counterspell sees minimal play. Yeah. And it's not because counterspell can be countered. Nope. I promise you that. That is not the reason. It's just not good enough. Yeah. It's because two mana is too expensive. Yeah. If Will this card see play in sideboards? Probably. Yeah, maybe. It could. Non-creature is a relevant line of text on there. Oh, yeah. Both ways. Yep. Very relevant line of text. Is this card good enough for modern? Probably. I think Counter Squall is good enough for modern, and this is the blue white version of Counter Squall. Yeah. Alright, whatever, you know. If negate is playable, this card is playable. Yep. Is it format defining? Nope. No. Is this going to drastically warp the way that Legacy is played? Probably not. Probably not. Because you know what? You still get to get it taken with a duress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's right. how magic works. Yep. Good talk. All right. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, enter the God Eternals. We have two blue, blue, black, five mana for a sorcery. Enter the God Eternals deals four damage to target creature, and you gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. Target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. Amass four. For those following along at home, that is four different abilities, all of which reference the number four, and it costs five mana. Uh, I understand. That would be a ridiculously powerful effect for five mana. They probably didn't want to make a blue-blue-black-black sorcery. Fair enough. Because that would be really taxing on the mana. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I get it. They're still wrong, and I hate them. (laughs) 
Uh, also, I will say, I also really like the... F- this This is just a little side thing. I really, really like that it says deals four damage to our creature, and you gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. Yeah. Except, that means if you have one of those effects that it, like increases the damage of instants and sorceries or any random thing like that, yep, you, get you actually life. do gain more than four life. Yep. Which is cool. Yep, it is. It's also this bad, car- though, like, if they... Pr- if they um, uh do something to like prevent it or whatever or anything like that like you know you try to do it to yeah, like you, the fog bank or something less, like that you don't gain anything <laughs> which is kind of funny yeah i don't know i like this card it's it's a five mana sorcery speed removal which is yep. kind of sketchy but it stabilizes it, it kills a, a creature four. yeah it kills a creature gains you life worthlessly mills your opponent for no reason whatsoever and gives you a blocker those are all very relevant, and this actually might be good enough in a control deck. Yeah, I can see it. Like, this once again plays well with, like, the stuff that, like, commence the endgame and all that. To where, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a little side benefit that actually might be relevant. Yep. All right. Next all right. up. I'll, I'll take next. this one so you can take the next one. <laughs> Unless you want to do this one. <laughs> I mean, they're both walls attacks, so it's on you. All right. <laughs> so next up, we have Neoform. Green, blue, sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this creature, this spell, sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a creature card with a converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Put that card onto the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. Shuffle your library. All right. Let's just get something out of the way here. This is not Birthing Pod. No. This is a one-shot Birthing Pod. Which is probably okay-ish. Eldritch Evolutions saw no play in Standard and saw fringe play in Modern. Mm -hmm. This is one less... This gets one less CMC of creature, but it costs one mana less, but it's it's green and blue mana. Uh, The one thing that I've heard that is utterly adorable is you can turn one Llanowar Elf and then turn two Neoform, get a um, Incubation Druid, and then on turn three you have six mana. Okay. Cute. Yep, cute. Okay. The only thing I can think of doing with this is putting it on an Isochron Scepter. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. There's probably a reason why this card is only an Uncommon. Yeah. It's probably not. It's not that good. No. All right. Good talk, everybody. <laughs> All right. All right. Now it's time for one of my favorite cards in the set. All right. Nickel Bolus Dragon God. That is some intimidating art. Yeah, that is intense shit. Also, that is an intimidating mana cost. Yeah, that, that, I don't know which is more intimidating. <laughs> Blue, black, black black red five mana total for a four loyalty legendary planeswalker bolus nickel bolus dragon god has all loyalty abilities of all other planeswalkers on the <laughs> battlefield this is the shenaniganiest thing ever <laughs> plus one you draw a card each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanence they control Minus three, destroy target creature or planeswalker. 
minus eight. Each opponent who doesn't control a legendary creature or planeswalker loses the game. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, that ultimate probably doesn't matter. No. But, like, even just comparing this card, like, straight up to Teferi, I think I like this one more. This card is just a beating. Like, it's just getting him on the awesome. field. Like, like, his mana cost is insane. Also, he is, once again, part of an infinite combo in standard. Yes. As so many cards are. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Jace Cunning Castaway plus Oath of Teferi plus Nicol Bolas Dragon God is as many copies of Nicol Bolas Dragon God as you want. Which is all of them. All of them. Yes, every single All one. All of them, you tick up just enough to not deck yourself and exile everything your opponent has ever loved and hold dear. <laughs> and then you make an army of 2-2 uh, illusions and beat them to death. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Because value. That's what I do, at least. Like, so. Are you going to try to build a deck around this? I'm going to build a deck with this. Okay. I'm I mean, not going to build. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to try and build a deck that's playing Oath of Teferi along with oh, it. Oh yeah, no. I, I figured you'd just use it as a value card. Yeah, like this card by itself, completely ignoring that static ability, uh -huh. is gas. Yep. This card with like, you know trying to think what you could do like i like how both this and angrath are five drops we still have uh nickel bullets the ravager and standard we have sarkon there's some sweet stuff you can do yeah actually i just i have like a deck idea now we'll get to that later okay so. all right uh we got another planeswalker on the list here so we got ral storm conduit uh two blue and a red or loyalty Ral Planeswalker. Whenever you ca cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, Ral Storm Conduit deals one damage to target opponent or Planeswalker. Uh, plus two, his plus two is Scry One. His minus two is when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. There's nothing good about this card. It's unplayable. Trade them all to me, please. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It has an infinite combo. Ignore it. Trade them all to me. Yeah, okay. That's literally the only thing good about this card is it has an infinite combo in standard. Yeah. That's it. Right? Okay. If you want to know it, look it up. I'm not explaining it. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Solar Blaze. This card is actually awesome. Yes. Uh, two colorless red, white, sorcery. Each creature deals damage to itself equal to its power. Uh, as someone so lovely put it, justice strike for all. <laughs> uh, totally. This card is sweet. This is this card is just cool as hell, and it's one of those cards that like I cannot believe it didn't exist before this. Yeah, I'm also really surprised by that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a Boros colored board wipe. It's all right. Mm -hmm. I like how all the none of the Boros angels die to it because <laughs> flavor. Yep, there we go. <laughs> However, Lyra gets destroyed by it, which is hilarious. Uh, don't Te cast it if you... Technically, you'd gain five life, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, you would. Okay. The, the controller don't... of Lyra, yeah. 
don't cast it if you control a Lyra and you've already attacked. Or if you control a Lyra, you've already had Aurelia target herself and you have a feather in play because all your angels will die. <laughs> okay. Just saying. <laughs> I will probably walk into that corner case at least once. I'm um, sure you will. Yeah. It'll be glorious. <laughs> but card <laughs> sweet and I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Blast Zone. It is a land. Uh, Blast Zone enters the battlefield with a charge counter on it. It taps for a colorless mana. You can pay XX and tap it to put X charge counters on it. And then you can also pay three, tap it, sacrifice Blast Zone, destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on Blast Zone. It's Ratchet Bomb! Ratchet Bomb on a land. Which is really interesting. That, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the, the two mana to put a counter on it is... You know, I don't know, but... I mean, it's expensive. Yep. Or but it makes mana, sense. I guess, but, you know. Like, you don't want it to be too... Ex- you don't want it to be too cheap, because then it just becomes too powerful. Um, This is definitely good enough to see playing standard. Yeah. Honestly... <laughs> My biggest complaint about it is I played with lands that put charge counters on them before in standard. I played majoring nightwork. Yeah. I really hate having dice on my lands. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> like I get it, but it annoys me. Yeah. Please stop, Watsy. <laughs> Actually, don't stop because the cards are always sweet. But my god, are they annoying? Yeah. All right. Uh, last one on our mechanical list is mobilized district. Uh, it's a land that taps for colorless, and you can pay four generic mana. Uh, and it becomes a 3-3 citizen creature with vigilance until end of turn. Uh, it's still a land. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature and planeswalker you control. This card is going to see play in any deck that plays Super Friends. And this card is probably going to see play in any deck that's running, like, more than four actual copies of Planeswalker. Yeah. If not at least four. Yeah. Like, that is a relevant man land. Like, a three mana to make a three three with vigilance, so you still have the mana available. Yeah. It's not, like, we don't see many man lands with vigilance for very good reason. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it costs less to activate for each legendary creature and planeswalker is also kind of redonkulous. Yeah, considering you can get enough and just zero mana it. Yeah. This card is sweet. Yep. I'm... I will not be surprised if it sees play, and I'll be excited if it sees play. Actually, I'll probably be annoyed because this card's gonna like kill me. But... <laughs> it's just gonna like snipe block you or something and just ruin your day. I'll like miss it. I'll be like, oh, I forgot that you had that legendary creature hidden over there underneath your playmat somewhere. <laughs> All right, so we got through one of our categories <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> um, Fortunately, the rest of them are smaller categories. Yeah, this should go pretty quick. I mean, this is the biggest bulk, but um, yeah. Uh, if you want to let us know what you think about this, you can shoot us an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Check out the website, thelocometa.com. You can hit up the Discord. Hopefully, it'll start working again because Discord was being weird. Um, yeah, all that stuff. More of this next week. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. See ya.